Have you ever felt like you're doing everything right in life, that you followed the path you were supposed to follow, you have a tremendous amount of success in your work and have checked all of the boxes, but no matter what you've achieved, you can't seem to feel satisfied. There is this gnawing feeling that you are not where you're supposed to be and you're not sure how to get there. If that's you, then today's episode is a must listen. Today, we are talking all about how you can use your human design to understand yourself further and to get aligned in your work and your life so you can finally feel fulfilled, contribute to society, and do what you were always meant to do. Today, I have a very, very special guest with me. Her name is Andrea Nino de Guzman, and she is a human design expert. We are talking all about how Andrea went through her job and career as a finance professional. She was very high up in her corporate job, but started to feel a massive amount of stress and anxiety and was feeling very misaligned in her work. This is a story about how she came to recognize this misalignment, what she did to step away from this lucrative career and how she found herself again using her human design chart and learned about the direction she was meant to be in. And then she followed that to create a lucrative and thriving business where she gets to work for herself and serve on a level that she was never able to do before. I'm so excited for you guys to hear this interview. It resonates with me so, so deeply. This is so much of my story, how I was in law doing the career thing, doing everything right, checking all the boxes, but feeling so miserable inside. So if any of you have resonated with my story, you definitely need to listen to this episode. And you may also be wondering what the heck is human design? Well, Andrea is going to explain it better than I can to you guys, but it's essentially your blueprint. It's who you are at the core. Human design encompasses a number of different types of modalities to give you a imprint of who you are and how you are meant to operate in this life, whether that means how you make decisions, how you process emotions, how you interact with other people, how you use your energy, the type of work that you do, all of this, it resides in your human design. So if you've never had the opportunity to even learn your human design, this is a great time to Google it and pull up your chart and to start under understanding yourself better. When I started diving into my human design a couple of years ago, it was eye-opening to me the type of person I am and how I'm actually meant to be working. The truth is, we're not all designed to be hustling really, really hard. We're not all designed to be achieving 24-7. We're, so many of us are designed differently. We are designed to wait for the invitation to come. We're designed to be inspired. Um, we're not all creators and doers. And it's okay to operate from your human design and operate from a place that feels really aligned with you. So human design for me was the permission that I needed to operate in a way that is most 
aligned with the person that I am. And it has been a game changer. It has allowed me to give myself grace. It has allowed me to slow down. It has allowed me to understand that I have seasons in which I may achieve and produce and seasons where in which I may need to relax and take a step back. And none is better than the other. They're all, all these seasons are working simultaneously together. I have been fascinated with human design for a very long time. And I actually turned to Andrea to do a very comprehensive chart reading to um, deepen my understanding of myself and my human design. So I highly recommend it. Andrea is going to talk about that in this interview. But you guys, I cannot say enough about this conversation and human design and how that can help you get aligned with your life's purpose, with what you're actually meant to be doing with your life, your time, and how you're supposed to be living and working. It is phenomenal. All right. With Without further ado, let us dive into this episode all about how you can get aligned using your human design. Enjoy. I'm Navneet Mann, lawyer turned online entrepreneur. I help unfulfilled professionals start an online business that makes an impact so they can finally leave their draining careers and have ultimate freedom, control, and fulfillment in their lives. Using the power of self-discovery, subconscious science, and business strategy, I will help you transition out of your unfulfilling career and into a freedom-based business that you love. This is the Aligned Freedom Podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Aligned Freedom Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest with us that I am excited to interview and bring this conversation to all of you. So I'd like to give a very warm welcome to Andrea Nino de Guzman. Is that right? Yes, you got it. (laughs) (laughs) So before the recording, I was practicing how to say Andrea's name, and I'm glad I did not butcher it. You nailed it. (laughs) Awesome. Welcome, Andrea. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you. It's great to be here. I'm really excited. Awesome. Okay. So Let's just dive right in and waste no time. So Andrea, you are a transformational coach. You call yourself a transformational catalyst, and you're also a human design superhero. So tell me a little bit about yourself and what got you into human design. Oh, yes, of course. Um, I am a numbers girl by trade, studied business and economics, finance when I was in college. I... Once I left college, I immediately jumped into the corporate track. So I was in corporate for 15 years, launching new products, creating new businesses, the whole thing. Um, But I was also very unfulfilled with with my work. While it was very exciting, um, it was was a lot to handle because I had two little kids at the same time. And it reached, I got to a point where I basically burned out. Um, And I clearly remember that that episode where I got home I got to my meeting with my morning meeting and I opened my computer and I had lost my ability to add I could not add two plus two was a foreign operation it was really intense and obviously I was managing two businesses at the at that time so my big company had was starting a smaller company it wasn't small in terms of you know it was millions of dollars but it was small for them right so right. I was managing both projects at the same time. Um, and and I felt so much fear 
because, you know, for me, it was like, nobody can find out. At that time, I was a super woman, super executive, super mom, super everything. And I, I was so afraid that somebody would find out that I wasn't able to manage everything and that I would lose my job. Oh, so my I hit this um, and, I, and I kept at it for about two years. That's when I started to learn how to delegate. That was my way of dealing with this wrong on so many levels <laughs> I was putting my pressure on myself and um but at that time I, I didn't have any resources I didn't know how to manage I didn't even know what was going on with me um and over time that's how I discovered coaching like by chance and yeah. I discovered wellness coaching as a way to help myself get out of this because I I you know um I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't, I didn't know anybody to reach out to, to connect with who could tell me, okay, you're going through burnout. This is what it looks like. These are the resources. This is how you can get out of it. I didn't have anything. So um, it really caught my interest. I became a health and wellness coach. As a result, um, I started working with people who were suffering from chronic stress, um, who were suffering from chronic inflammation as well. And in that process, it was a really interesting process because you have very strict protocols they have to follow when you deal with chronic inflammation. And that's when I realized that many of the clients that I, were, that was, that I was working with, that they were in their 40s and 50s, a lot of the, what they were externalizing as disease um, was really just very connected to their own sense of unalignment and, you know, unfulfillment and, and deep regrets. You know, there was a lot of, I should have, I, sh I could have, I wish I would have, you know, um, mm. it was, it was very powerful. So then that got me to think, you know, okay, I think I'm catching them way too late in the, in the game. I, I yeah. should help them earlier before this manifests into disease. So then I got into life coaching um, that led to neuro coaching. I, I really, fell in love with the mind and how the brain works and, and, and the power that it has and how it influences, not just in our life, but in, in our systems. Um, and then human design kind of came by, by chance. It just kept yeah. on showing up in my life. When I saw that chart, you've seen the human design chart. It's a very complex thing. And I saw it and it was like, okay, not for me. You know, I, I saw that I was so overwhelmed by the signs and the symbols and the numbers. And I just, I tossed that idea. I was like, okay, let's be something very interesting to learn about, but it's not for me. But it just kept on showing up in my life constantly, not just in social media, but like all of a sudden emails, you know, I started paying attention more to like people talking more about human design. And after about almost a year of it just showing up constantly, I started to pay attention to that. And I basically said to myself, okay, there's, this must be a sign. It keeps up showing up. <laughs> I might as well see what it's, what it, this is about. I'm, I wasn't even thinking about pursuing it. I just wanted to know what is this about? It just keeps on showing up. And so I messaged a group that you and I participated. Mm -hmm. um, tell me about human design. Who knows about human design? I want to pick somebody's brain. <laughs> and they sent me a bunch of resources. I looked into those resources. It turns out that that person was basically closing cart for her certification that day. Wow. And I, what are the yes. chances? I know, right? So I, I mean, we know that there's no chances, but <laughs> so um, I didn't even have the chance to digest it, to do the research. There was a strong push of, I'm just going to jump in. I have no idea what I'm getting in myself to, but I'm just jumping in. And, and that's, that's how my human design journey started. And, and, wow. you know, all of a sudden 
it was just, it just seemed easy. That complex thing just suddenly made sense to me. I felt like I was eating, sleeping, dreaming with human design all day, all the time. And uh -huh. it has shifted so much in me um, in terms of it helped me heal the relationship that I had with myself, with who mm -hmm. I was when I was working in corporate, because I, I, I suffered a lot with, from imposter syndrome when I was in corporate. So it helped me understand why I was showing up the way that I was, why I was yeah. doing certain things. Um, it allowed me to understand my kids in a completely different perspective, my relationship with my husband. And it has become since then the foundation of what I do in my business. Yeah. Well, well, well. Okay. Yes. There's so, <laughs> so much. There's so many avenues I want to go in. Um we're going to get into what human design is and how that had such a profound effect on you and then how it can help other people. Definitely. Um, you know, I really want to give some space for your story as well. The fact that you were this superwoman, super executive, super mom, super wife, super everything, you know? And I think that is the story of so many people, um, especially those that are listening is that we get so caught up in this identity of being this, superhuman in our careers and in our lives that almost don't give ourselves permission when things are not going well to slow down. Like you said, all, you know, you wanted to hide the fact that things were breaking down for you. Um, and I just really wanted to acknowledge you for, for working through that, but kind of coming to this place where, you know, you found coaching. That's, that was my story mm -hmm. too. It wasn't until I completely burnt out, landed in the hospital, was like, what the heck am I doing? And then I found coaching first to heal myself and then to understand that it's such a powerful tool to help other people with. Um, yeah. So I want to know a little bit more about how that kind of unfolded for you as you began to heal yourself and how you started to understand that maybe that past career was not in alignment with you. And then we'll get into how you discovered through human design, what was in alignment, but what was that in-between stage like for you? It was a very long stage. Um, just to, so we get the timeline, 2015, that's when I discovered coaching. And then that's when I decided that this isn't staying in the corporate world wasn't in alignment with me because it wasn't healthy. I wasn't attracted to it anymore. I wasn't, you know, it wasn't something that really lit me up. It was something that I, I was basically staying at my job because it helped me pay my bills. I was going mm -hmm. through a divorce at that time. So it gave me that stability that I needed as I was transitioning through many things in my life. But I was, I basically became this person who completed exactly what was expected of me, mm. but I was no longer pushing or pursuing or doing anything beyond that one, because I was so afraid of going back to that situation where I, I, I know there was so much fogginess. I couldn't decide. I, I, it was, it was, it was a horrible space to be in when, when, when I reached that level of burnout. So I was afraid to go back to that place, but I was also afraid to lose my job. So I didn't want to rock the boat. Mm -hmm. I guess that was like the 2015 version of an, of a silent quitter. So I yeah. was showing up. <laughs> the you were ahead of the curve. Said, but I was, <laughs> that's what I was doing. I was showing up, doing exactly as was expected, but nothing else. 
And in that process, I, I was, you know, I was studying, I was seeing other clients, I was trying to build a business, didn't really have the tools, didn't really know how exactly to go about this. But there was something in me that wanted to pursue something else. But at the same time, there was so much fear of, but what's going to happen? What if you fail? Yeah. How will you make money? You have two kids. Is this responsible? You maybe you should wait out. Maybe, you know, wait out until you get the next bonus, the next raise, the next thing. Yeah. Wait yeah. out, wait out, wait out. Eventually, until I got to the point, 2019, so I waited four years. Wow. And it's funny how people come into your life. Um, at that time, I, I, was, I was no longer leading a company. I was just in charge of a project. And my boss was, was very um, perceptive of what was going on with me because I was doing more certifications. Um, I was doing some workshops. And he asked me, we, we were having this very honest conversation, where do you see yourself in the company? What do you want to do? And you know, my focus was on finance and numbers and projects. And I told him, I want to help people. I want to help people develop because I see how fears can influence you because I was experiencing that. And, and I said, I, could, I would like to help the company in that sense. And he looked at me and he said, you know, you know, you realize what you just told me. And I was like, yeah, I want to help the company. He's like, no, you said that you, you see yourself how I understood it is that you see yourself as an external helping the company, but you don't see yourself in the company in this role. And it was true. So he allowed me to voice this desire, this dream that I had, but that I was so afraid to, to, to express it. And, and it's thanks to him that I basically made that decision to, to, to quit and to start my a business of my own. And obviously, like I was crying, you know, in front because I was so scared. I told him, I am really scared. You know, what if I don't make any money? What if I fail? I have two kids. I'm the main breadwinner at home. Um, I, I, I have so much pressure on top mm-hmm. of me. You know, I have to pay for my house. I have so much debt. What if this doesn't work out? And, and he told me, you know what? I am going to root for you because when I was your age, I wanted to do the same but I didn't have the guts to do it. Wow. And here I am 15 years later, I'm still working for somebody else, but I always wonder what if I would have pursued that dream? What if I would have taken that step? So, so he said, you know what we're going to do? Quit. I'm going to support you. I can hire you as a consultant. We can work a way in which you're, you're receiving you know, an income, a steady income while you're building your business. Cause I didn't have anything yeah. set. I was like jumping towards the abyss basically. Wow. I didn't have How anything amazing. set. And oh my goodness, he's, he was the most amazing man I've ever met. In the end, I, I ended up quitting. Um, and, and I always had that as a lifeline, like, like you know, breaking case of emergencies. That was my, yeah. in case, you know, shit, it's a fan call him and ask him for that favor. Cause he said like, just be open to me. And and if you need it, I'm here to support you. And we're going to find a way we're going to figure it out. So that gave me the confidence to say, okay, I am supported. Cause that was one of my biggest fears. You know, who do I, you know, I'm sustaining everybody, my, my husband, my family, but who has my back? Yeah. 
Yeah. It's a huge like, I've got everyone else's back. Who's got mine? Who's Especially got like mine? having that responsibility, the, yes. the financial responsibility at home. So did yes. you ever have to break that glass and no. call in that favor? Wow. No. Thank goodness, you know, stuff started lining up. People started calling call me. Um, I was working with a lot of other companies at that time. So I wasn't fully online. I was working locally. And yeah, it's it, like stuff just started to to arrive into my life. And, and, and it's isn't been like that how it happens, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, it's so funny. I, I just absolutely love your story. I'm so glad that you shared it because I know so many people are in the same boat where they're like, waiting, wait for the paycheck, wait for the promotion, waiting, waiting, waiting. And like, it's incredible that you waited four years. I, I was about three well, you know, of struggling and kind of going in and out, um, figuring it out myself as well. And those are painful years. Like you said, that, that time frame is long and it's painful because every single day, you know, this isn't what I want to do. I want to be doing more like you. I was doing my, you know, personal development courses, getting certified, doing all the things that I'm interested in. And my boss came up to me and said, I think you're going to go help people. Like, I don't think you're meant to be here to do this like whole law thing. And he goes, have you ever thought about like going into like psychology or doing something? Cause that's like, I mean, that's the extent of people on the outside. They don't really know what the coaching world is. So everyone always jumps right to like becoming a psychologist. And I just thought it was so interesting because he was this like older white man, corner office, like very much typical, you know, corporate man, lawyer. And the fact that he saw that was just interesting. So the reason I asked whether you ever had to break that glass and call in that favor was because sometimes all we need is just that, that push, that confidence in ourselves, right? Like, yes, yes, for you, it came from somebody else, but at the end of the day, it was that, that ignited the confidence within yourself to do it. And when we can go and make that first move, I always say like, freedom, fulfillment, everything you ever wanted is just on the other side of your comfort zone. Right. And that comfort zone is really just like a, like a tiny little film that you just have to walk through. It's not even it's this huge barrier that we think it is. Yes. And when you get to the other side, everything is available for you. But we, so many of us, unfortunately live on this side of the comfort zone where we're so afraid to reach out, so afraid to do that thing. But for you, for four years, it kept eating away. It was, it was in you. It was like that burning desire. And I think many people are there that may never feel comfortable pursuing it. So besides your boss giving you that confidence or that support, what else do you think was a catalyst that helped you say, I need to do this now? Like it's it's something that I'm meant to do or something that's bigger inside of me. I think it, like, it was, I, I really needed somebody to believe in me because mm. I wasn't fully trusting or believing in myself at that time at all um so there was it was a step you know like when you're ready life the universe is just gonna push you and make sure you don't just push you into the pool and swim you're ready and I would say my biggest realization happened once I left corporate and and it happened I would say the first month because in those, you know, those last three or four years, I struggled a lot with dizziness. I was constantly dizzy, you know, um, 
I, I, it got to, it was so bad that it got to a point where I, anytime that I walked, I could feel the floor sinking. And I guess it was because of all the amount of stress and pressure that I was on at work while also doing something that I wasn't really enjoying at all. I was very disconnected from everything. I wasn't connected to the perp, to, to the work that I was doing for me. It was just going, punch in, do the work, punch out, and that was it repeat over and over. So I wasn't connected at all. And I think that disconnect between what I was doing, what my soul wanted to do, and, and it was really exteriorizing in my body, kind of like what was happening with my with my clients years yeah, before. Yeah. And once I left, first I slept like I haven't slept <laughs> in years. First time you got rest first, in a long time. <laughs> Yes, you know, because I, I I slept for hours um, because of, I didn't have any schedule. I didn't have, you know, I didn't have to wake up for, for anything. And the dizziness stopped. Wow. And I had to turn off that, 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 like, yes. that thing and that was causing it. Was, and we all know, right? I had gone to all types of, you know, medical specialists. You know, it's a guy got my ears checked, my, 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 my brain checked, my eyes. I got like, I got a bunch of tests and nothing would ever come up. So it's not that I was avoiding going to the doctor. I was going to the doctor. I was seeking medical help and nobody could give me a reason of why I just kept on feeling so dizzy. Nobody. So, you know, I first, I, I first thought maybe I have a tumor, maybe there's something on because it was, it was just so chronic and just like that left work. And, and started to focus more on my own myself, allowing myself that time, that space, the, all my disease, dizziness, all those chronic episodes just disappeared basically overnight. And that, for me, that was like the detonator of, okay, there was something wrong. There wasn't, there was something that wasn't in alignment in that life that I had before. And it's okay. Cause there was a lot of guilt as well. When I was, when I was first starting on my own, you know, did I make the right decision? Can I go back? Should I look for another job? You no, know, can I, is this, am I really certain about this? And not just my doubts, but I was also receiving my family's doubts as well. Then what, how are you going to pay your bills? What's going to happen? How are you going to manage your money? Yeah. And I guess like physical confirmation choice, it's healthy now. was was really okay, now what how do I do it? how do I go about with building a business on my own that was I think that was the thing that that helped me yeah no I'm so just so glad that you're sharing this and we're having this conversation because it's just so important to kind of peek and go backwards to see what was actually happening in those moments oftentimes we hear about people's transformations we hear about the amazing things that they're doing and we kind of hear about where they came from but we miss that middle part of the actual you know challenge the day-to-day what you were thinking what was going on because that's kind of the real part that's where people are at now is they're going through that struggle so let's let's fast forward a little bit to you actually getting into alignment so you shared how you were completely out of alignment and you realized that so Physically, you started to heal. Mentally, it sounds like you were healing. Um, in the beginning, when you shared your story and how you kind of came into human design, it started to get a little bit more clear what you were meant to do. So how did human design have that impact um, into helping you get aligned? And what did that process look like for you? For first of all, 
what human design showed me is that, or confirmed, is that I am a multi-potentialist. I, at that time when human design came into my life, I was doing business coaching and business mentoring. I was, I was doing hypnosis. I was, yeah. um, I was working with energy healing. Um, so, you know, I wasn't an expert in, in one thing. I was doing multiple things at the same time. And I was feeling so guilty, you know, in my mind, I kept on thinking, oh man, I should just focus on one thing. What is everybody going to say? You know, what are my business clients going to say they hear me that I'm they hear that I'm doing hypnosis whatever my hypnosis going to clients going to say if they hear that I'm doing business coaching and mentoring because I felt like I could just pick one so human design knowing that I'm a manifesting generator just like you uh, (laughs) taught me that it's okay that I in fact am somebody who was designed to to do both and that I don't have to just pick one I can do both and 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 and, and I can excel at both. So that gave me the freedom to just be instead of thinking that I'm doing something wrong. That was number one. Number before two, you move, before yeah. you move on to the rest, I should have probably said this before, but can you give people just a quick overview of what human design what is? What do I do? <laughs> people are probably like, wait, what are they talking about? What are they talking about? Human design. <laughs> and I know a lot of people haven't heard of it. So my apologies, maybe just give us a quick overview sure. of what human design is, and then we'll jump into the rest. So human design is a science. I see it as a science of understanding yourself. It's your owner's manual. You know, just like you have in your car, when you buy a car, you find this thick book of how, you know, everything in your car works, the circuit boards and the seats and everything. Human design is basically the same, just apply to yourself. So it teaches you how or shows you how you are designed to engage with others, how you're designed to decide, how you manage pressure, how you manage stress, um, how you process information. It gives you so much, so many insights of how you are designed to engage with the world and engage with yourself. And it is, uh, it's not a rational analytical tool like you might, it's not a personality test. So it's not like um, the traditional tools that you might find in the corporate world. Mm. It's actually the combination of ancient wisdom with modern day science. So it combines astrology with the Hindu chakra system and um, the Chinese I Ching with quantum physics. And I feel that there's a strong correlation with epigenetics as well. There's a strong component of epigenetics because as you change the perception of yourself, then obviously that sends a message into your body that changes your cell expression, mm-hmm. changes your DNA expression. So there's a huge correlation of how that impacts your life and your system, mind, body, and, and emotions. So all of that combined um, basically comes down to a chart where you're gonna see different shapes, um, different numbers. A human design reader is trained to understand what each shape number of that chart looks like, because it has a very specific meaning and how that combines, how all of it combines together. That's what a human design reading is about. So it, it really gives you a clear understanding of who you are. And yes. I would say in 99% of my, my clients, they always tell me this was a very liberating session. Or I, I felt like I felt seen or I felt like I, can give myself permission to just be there's nothing wrong with me Um, and 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 that's why I feel that this is a very powerful tool um, not just for business owners but for leaders for people who are in that transition people who want to understand themselves at a deeper level 
Mm-hmm. This is a wonderful, wonderful tool. Yeah. And I, I completely, that was my response to you as well was I feel seen. I feel validated. Um, there's so many parts of ourselves that we don't, that don't look like everybody else. And we, especially in like society these days feel like we need to fit into the norms and those like yes. kind of cookie cutter types of uh, personalities and careers and family life and all of that. Um, but the fact that this is so internal, it's so much mm-hmm. about how we function, I thought was very powerful. Um, I love that you described it as like the science of understanding yourself or your personal like um, owner's manual to who you really are, because that's exactly what it is, is learning about how do I best thrive? How do I best make decisions? How do I best process things and giving yourself the permission just to be that. And it doesn't have to be like the next person, you know? So you were going into kind of how Mm. understanding yourself helped you get aligned. And I would also love to hear why is it so important for us to understand ourselves? Why is this something that is necessary for, for people, whether they're business owners, whether they're leaders, whether they're you know, just the everyday person? What does this do for us? I think the reason why this is really important is because we're constantly comparing ourselves to others. Always. You know, if you are in corporate, you're comparing yourself to either above, so the people who are, have higher rank than you, to your colleagues, or maybe even lower to see if there's somebody else who is going, who could take your job, right? Mm-hmm. If you are a business owner, you're constantly comparing yourself to what other people are doing. And there's this thing, ingrained thing. I feel like it's a collective story that we have that we're not doing enough, that we Mm -hmm. need to be doing more, that there's something wrong, that we did. We need to fix something in us. You know, there's there's always a yes, but I'm I'm great, but there's still that little thing, you know, that little thing that I need to heal, that little thing that I need to tweak. And we're stuck in this loop of not enoughness where we can't really feel that okay I am I have my lights and shadows but I am great as I I am I am perfect as I am and when we connect to understanding ourselves then that's when we can start one to give ourselves permission to just be so that we start to recognize what are our strengths what are our natural traits because sometimes they're so unconscious that we don't even recognize what we're naturally good at and we just focus on what we're not good at or what's missing and and I feel like we need to move away from the what's missing towards the full acceptance of who we are accepting our journey um, because nobody is going to be like you nobody has your past nobody has you know your history nobody we are all just uniquely designed we're unique beings nobody has ever experienced life as we have we might share similarities with others but there isn't any there's nobody who has experienced life exactly as we are and because of that we view life in a very particular way we connect things in a very specific way we have you know we receive ideas, we receive inspirations in a very particular way. And I feel like the world is ready to hear you. You know, we are all unique beings and and we're all here to really accomplish great and amazing things. You know, it doesn't mean that you have to be this successful business owner. You can accomplish, you know, you can create so much power and impact 
within your community, within your family, within your team, within your organization. But it it that doesn't happen if we're constantly stuck in the not enough or mm-hmm. the what ifs and we keep our holding ourselves back and small and stuck in doubt. So that's why I feel like this is really an important process that anybody, everybody has to take, regardless of where they're at in their life and in their corporate career. Yeah, you said something that really stood out to me about fully accepting who you are. And I think in a world where we are constantly inundated with other people's highlight reels on social media and all the amazing things other people are doing, we have this pressure to keep molding ourselves into what we should be. And then we feel bad about ourselves if we can't accomplish something like the next person. But maybe that was never meant for us. Like you said, we all you know, receive ideas in different ways. We all process things in different ways. We're all meant to make an impact in different ways. And it's like the way I see it, we're almost robbing ourselves of our greatness yes. and our own unique lane by not understanding who we are, mm-hmm. you know? And if we can fully all get into that place where we know ourselves, we accept ourselves, then we can go and move forward in a way that is in a confident way that is unique to us, you know? Exactly. And, and we hear so many people these days talking more and more about making an impact and making a difference. And, and you mentioned that as well, whether it's, you know, on your community level, in your corporate job, in your business, in your family, whatever it is. Um, why do you think that has become increasingly important now um, to for people to want to make an impact? And how could they use something like human design to make an impact? I think it's because our I sense our values as a collective are changing. I mean, just look at what we've all been through as a whole. We just got out of, you know, a really long period mm-hmm. where life stood stale for a bit. You know, the way that we worked shifted, the way that we engaged with others shifted. The fact that you and I are having this conversation through a platform, you know, whereas a few years ago, that would have been, you know, it wasn't the standard, but now it's the norm. So it's, it's very common. So things are shifting in our society. And with that, I sense that people are shifting their values as well. Mm-hmm. So what, what matters? What really is important? And maybe in the past, we were more focused on being perceived in a specific way, achieving a certain status, um, having a specific job title. You know, there was, I feel like before there was a lot of attachment to very specific outcomes or achievement. Whereas now we've even questioned, you know, is it really worth it to pursue this? Is the, the car, is the house, is the corner office really worth it? Or am I starting to value something else? Because now it's more important. Maybe it's my freedom. Maybe it's yeah. the time with my kids. Maybe it's, you know, um, the time that I get to spend outside. Maybe it's nature. It's, it's being able to breathe. We all have different preferences now because of what has happened. And that leads to the next question of, okay, so then what matters Mm -hmm. to me and how can I make my work matter? Yes. Yeah. So then how does one start to understand who they are, say through the modality of human design? Um, and then use that to make their work matter, use that to make an impact um, and get aligned. I know we were kind of talking about your own mm-hmm. journey with alignment and, you know, how you used human design. So I'm curious to know, like, through your experience, how others can use this tool to feel aligned, to understand what matters to them. 
think um well first the, the personal development process or your process of growth is a journey it's not something that's going to be achieved in three months or in one month or in two weeks um unlike business you know you don't get results just like that because <laughs> <laughs> For me, it's like you're constantly peeling the onion. You're peeling the onion of the stuff that, you know, of how you were raised, the stuff that maybe your teachers told you you were good or too much or not enough. We're peeling all those layers that we've been carrying for years. So your journey of personal development is really, in fact, a journey. And it's really important to see it as such. So human design can give you the basic or the, the starting point of this is who you are. This is how you are designed to connect and engage with others. This is this, these are your potential blind spots. And then that gives you the focus of, okay, what do I need to work? Not in terms of what do I need to fix, but mm -hmm. I see it more in terms of what needs to be healed or maybe what needs to be further integrated or what do I need to come, you know, what do I make, need to make peace with from my past? Because, you know, your past wasn't in vain. A lot of your journey is, you know, what got you here is, is, is really important. It's part of what you're here to share. So there's, that's why I feel like we don't just need to focus on the fixing or on, on the changing, but really honoring that past, coming to terms with, with that so that you can move forward. And, and that's the way that human design can help you. It gives you a clear understanding. Now in that journey, you can engage in different types of healing or um, growth modalities. Coaching is one of them. Um, if you want to do, if you want to work through with the subconscious mind, that's where hypnosis comes into play. EFT tapping is also another tool. There are other tools like EMDR, RTT. There are multiple tools that work on a on a more subconscious level. Um, if you are of the spiritual type or energetically, you know, there's other tools that can help you also. Um, heal and release stuff that may be stuck energetically speaking so in, it's you just see it as levels in terms of your actions right. your thoughts your feelings and and the and your energy as 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 you're putting it out there right um, physically as well so that's why it's a journey that carries multiple levels and the key with your journey is to just stay in this constant state of curiosity but okay I, this is what I'm noticing. This is what's happening. This is what possibly could be triggering this feeling, this thought. This is what's happening in my life. I wonder where it comes from. And then working through it to release that. Because maybe that was helping you years ago you know, to keep you safe, just like my imposter syndrome got me through corporate. Um, but maybe now you no longer need it. And it's you just need to release that so that you can create space for new things that are going to come into your life. Yeah. I love that, that, you know, once you have the awareness of all of these different levels of yourself, it's not about this is broken. I need to fix it. It's almost like shining a flashlight and yes. saying, you know, there's room for growth here. There's room for improvement here. So what does the next level of me look like? Once I, once I release this thing, that's no longer serving me. Once I learn this thing that you know, maybe there's a gap here and I, I'm called to learn it. And it's not that we need to work on everything at once, but no. for me kind of going through my human design with you um, and understanding parts of myself really helped me see how I can function in a more um, 
effective way for myself. And I don't mean effective in terms of like that corporate effective, like how to best, you know, produce more stuff, but it's more just how can I function in a way where I feel balanced, Mm -hmm. where I feel like my energy is used well, where I'm giving enough space to my creative side, to my productive side, to my rest, which is not something I've been used to, you know? So it's been a very interesting unfolding for me to start to see all of these different elements and where there's room for growth. And Mm -hmm. like you said, in the beginning to really feel seen and validated that as, you know, uh, a manifesting generator, I can do multiple things and that's okay. It's not me being flaky or me being like (laughs) pulling through. I'm just a multi-passionate person and, and that's okay to pursue. Yes. In my case, for example, it was experimentation. I am somebody who has many markers in my design, somebody mm-hmm. who's designed to experiment. That's how I engage with life, trial and error. And my upbringing was the complete opposite. You know, um, I, I had a lot of pressure to perform, to be perfect, get those straight A's, always a good girl, always, you know, the excellent student. There wasn't any room for mistakes in my life. So you imagine the pressure when I was about to leave or wanting to leave my job. There was this thing in me of, no, you have to have it all planned out. You have to have something lined up. There is no room for error. When in fact, my body is telling me, please just try it. Go out because that's what's going to show you what your next step is. You need to go out and experiment. So this can, uh, this, I guess like deconditioning that need to be perfect, to hold myself up to like basically unattainable standards, right? To re- release all of that and just allow myself to say, okay, I'm just gonna try it without any attachment to the outcome. We're gonna see where that goes. Has been huge, but at the same time, it's been a real struggle for me of healing that and shedding all those layers. But at the same time, it's been very liberating as I start to embody my design and live from that place of, we're just going to try it out without any attachment, because that is helping me shift and change my business and approach my business from a very different perspective that doesn't come from, I have to, Mm. I should, and and which was what made it heavy in the past. Now my business is starting to feel fun. It's starting to feel light. Um, and the journey of building a business, which has a lot of ups and downs, is a little bit less scary than what it was when I just started before knowing my human design. Yeah, that's absolutely incredible because I think so many people think this is going to be hard. And we're so conditioned as a society say we need to have everything lined up. We have to have it all together. This is something I'm trying to really focus on with my clients and and my through my content as well is that we don't actually have to have every little thing planned yes. out. First of all, nothing ever turns out as planned. We all know that, you know, like exhibit A, exhibit B right yes. here. <laughs> Um, but, you know, knowing that there's different ways to do things and for you in particular, in your design, you said experimentation is a big thing for you. Um, and it might not be for everybody, but you mentioned that, you know, it was your brain saying that this is what I've been conditioned to do. These are the rules. This is what I've been taught by my family and I should need to figure it all, all out versus what your body and I guess your subconscious Mm -hmm. design was kind of telling you. 
how can people start to recognize that, that little internal, whether it's a voice, whether it's um, a feeling, just as maybe start to acknowledge that this direction might not be the right one for me. And maybe I need to start exploring something else and listening to that, that inside voice. What, what advice would you have for that? I think it's, it's a very conscious process because what tends to happen is you'll, you'll hear that voice and then you'll immediately shut it down of, Oh yes, but I don't have time. Oh yes. But no. So start becoming aware of the yes, buts. for me, that's the, that's, those are the paths that we need to explore. Yes. Whenever you come up with an idea, whenever you come up with an, a desire, an inkling, and then the next thing is, oh yes, but then that those are the layers that we need to start peeling in our journey. So then that's going to come with a belief of, yes, but I'm not somebody who's destined for building a business. Oh yes, but the you know people who are like me were not successful. Or yes, but my family taught me this. Yes, but if I do this, then my kids are going to pay for the, for the price, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, but whatever your yes buts are. And so identify those yes buts. Then the second thing, what I would do is um, ask yourself, how true is this? Is this really true? Is this yes, but really absolutely, and not just true, but absolutely true. It's 100% true. No doubt. In all yeah. circumstances, no doubts. And, and most likely, I would say 99.9% of the time, you're going to see, yes, no, it's not true all the time. And so then that's when we start shedding the, the strength of that belief. So then the next thing that you could ask is, okay, what happens? And, and it's a constant reflection. What happens when I hold my doubt? When, when I hold this up? And, I, and these questions aren't my mind. They are from, from an author who, who is, I believe it's called The Work. I, I, I'm forgetting her name, but we're going to, we're going to include her in the show notes. Um, yes, we will. <laughs> but her, her questions are, is this true? Is this really true? Who am I with, with this? When, when I experience this thought, when I experience this belief, what's going on in my body? What, how do I react with, to, to the world? Am I reacting? Am I angry? Am I just mm. deciding out of fear? What's going on? How am I really behaving when I have this thought? And the question that I've added is, okay, after I've analyzed, now who do I choose to be? Because we can't forget about the power of choice. That's the thing. You have the awareness, you analyze it, and then you get to choose. You can choose whether to go and continue in that state, in in that direction with that type of behavior, which is maybe valid because that's what you have available at the moment. Or you can choose differently as well. And then when you choose differently, then other opportunities and other alternatives show up. Then that's how we start engaging in our journey. Obviously, it helps to have somebody who can mirror that for you because it, for me, this process sometimes is like tickling yourself. If you tickle your kids, are going to laugh. But if you tickle yourself, you're not going to laugh, right? It's, it's <gasps> impossible to tickle yourself. Yeah. So sometimes, you know, these, these types of behaviors are so ingrained in us that we can't really see it. So for example, working with Yuna, working with somebody who can, who's here to mirror that and to, to, in a way, maybe call you out. And challenge it. Yeah. And yeah. challenge it is what helps um, your, your brain make a new neural connection of, oh, hmm, now that she says it, okay, this is different. You know, and, and really... It, 
giving yourself the permission to see things differently, like you said, right? Like, I think when you start saying, is this really true? Um, I I love that question. I ask it all the time. Oh, really? So is this true 100% of the time? And it's funny because nobody, people don't ask themselves that question often. So when you do, they kind of just stop in their tracks because of course it's not, you know, like you said, 99.999% of the time, it's not always true. But when you start to acknowledge who am I being at this time? Do I even like this person? Do I mm-hmm. like this outcome? Do I like this yes. behavior? And then that power of choice is so, so, so important. I think so many times we are giving away our power, our personal power to external circumstances. And we think that this is just how life has to be. Yes. And I, I love to say like, life is very long. And is this how you really want to feel every single day when you wake up? And for the next 10, 20, you know, God knows how many years we have here, but it is so important, I think, as, as people, as a generation to challenge those beliefs. And like Mm -hmm. you said, other people can usually reflect that back more powerfully than we can for ourselves. Um, But then it's like, okay, well, once that's challenged, then kind of shifting into that new choice can be scary. It can be a, you know, a process. So what do you do when then when you choose to do something different and then want to start getting aligned? How does that process look? How can people make that process a little bit less scary and intimidating? I think the best way is to take small, in a way, safe steps. Because if I tell you today, you know, you just quit your job, start your own business, take the leap. I took the leap. You should take it too. No, um, maybe you're not ready for that. I, I wasn't ready for it. And I didn't have the resources at the time to realize that I now I have them now, but what I would suggest is let's come up with a clear plan of what do you want to do? Where do you want to go? How do you want to go up and get it? And let's make it safe for you. Because what happens is what for some people, myself included, when we take these giant steps, our neurological system isn't ready. You know, no. your, your subconscious mind is thinking, oh my goodness, this crazy woman is going to throw us off the cliff. She's going to kill us. Right? It's, <laughs> it's way too scary. And obviously your subconscious mind is going to find proof that this isn't working, that this is failing, that you shouldn't do this. Why? Because it wants to keep you safe. Yeah. And that's why they, we, we often hear in the personal development circles, you're, you're, you're the biggest obstacle, you know, which, yeah. which isn't true. We're not our biggest obstacle, but it's, it's because we're maybe taking steps that aren't fully, that we can't fully embody in the now. So yeah. make those big steps smaller, small actionable steps that where you can give yourself that confidence of, okay, I can do this. You know, small tiny step. I can do it. Yeah, constantly. I can do it. I can do it. So then, then you can have proof that it works because that's the other thing that your subconscious mind needs, and it's proof you can do it. You have the skills, and it works because it's very easy to think, no, it's not working. Everybody can do it, but me. They all have the skills, but not but me. I'm the only special one that yes. doesn't have any yes. of this. So yeah, when you I'm... give yourself proof, then that that can help you and encourage you to take that next small step forward. It's like tiny, tiny steps. For me, that's, I would say that that's mm, the easiest way to go about it. Now, over, you know, not everything is going to work out exactly as you plan it. The third step for me would be to detach yourself from the outcome. Don't, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not going to work 
as you are picturing it. Maybe yes. you're headed in the right direction, but the how, the when is may not, it may be a surprise to you. It may not come out as expected, but that doesn't mean that it's not working or that you are failing. It just means that you're exposing yourself to other opportunities. Every step that you take unlocks a new set of opportunities for you. So as you detach yourself from that and kind of see it as an exploration game, then that also gives you that permission to try it out instead of you forcing it to make it happen or to get it right. Yeah. And we hear a lot of people say things like this or something better, you know, like, so knowing that I think the end goal, for instance, is to climb that mountain, get to the top, but don't be so married to the one path. Like the trail may change. The terrain may change. Know that you'll get there. Know that you've got the tools to get there, but it might just look a little bit different than what you expected. It might be a different timeframe than what you expected and just being okay with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love the idea of breaking things into smaller steps. That's something I I talk about a lot with my clients as well is like really regulating the nervous system at every step, because like you said, it in our, our subconscious mind thinks we're about to jump off of a cliff and everything's going to be over. And, you know, so constantly telling ourselves, like, we're just taking one step and then we're going to, you know, assess and see how we feel. And then the next step and just making it something that feels easier and safer for us mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. Having a go-to phrase also helps for me. My oh. go-to phrase is, for example, for this year, it's, it's just the beginning. Oh, I love Always. that. It's just the beginning. So there isn't any attachment of if, can I make this level of income? Can I have so many clients? It's just the beginning. So I'm recognizing, I'm honoring my achievements. I'm not rejecting them or thinking, oh, this is not enough. I need to do more. But I'm also not, I also know, and I'm programming my mind that more is to come, that we we're getting there. We're going places, but this is just the beginning. And that gives me again that sense of of safety, of comfort that I am, I'm not messing up by not if my results today aren't exactly as how I picture them in January or last year or two years ago. That's beautiful. I love that. Just that reassurance for your mind as well. And even for you to always know that there's always something like this is amazing and and there's something beautiful coming as well. Yes. That's, that's amazing. I love that. Um, okay. So just before we wrap up, I wanted to ask you, um, about people that are starting to make those transitions like you and I did right in our careers. Maybe they've been thinking about it for a little while. Um, maybe they're exploring what this leap is going to look like. Um, how can, they understand themselves better and feel more confident. I know we talked about that alignment piece, but what kind of comes before they make that leap? Like, what do you think is important for them to understand about themselves specifically in order to feel assured that they're going in the general right direction by say, leaving their career, maybe starting a business um, to regulate that nervous system? (laughs) Um little self-promotion here if you I would suggest start with a human design reading yeah um, but that that's not the the only path but if you can definitely do a human design reading but if um and also start surrounding yourself with the right people yes. um 
your family loves you, your partner is amazing, your mom, your dad, but they're not on this journey with you and they don't share, well, they may share the dream or the vision that you have, but you're the one who's pursuing this dream. You're pursuing this thing inside you that's like, oh, I want to do this. It's yours. Yeah. And it's really important to surround yourself with people who know what that feels like. That, that, that sure unexplainable that thing feeling of I want to create something that is might change the world of I want to do something differently I want to run my business differently that thing inside you so find that that group of people who who are not going to tell you that you're crazy who are going to support you along the way who knows what it's like when it's what it's like to navigate the ups and lows of Mm -hmm. trying something new of um, maybe sometimes taking that step when you can't fully see the uh, the results of it. So find that group of people because that's what's going to help you. It's, sometimes it's lonely to start or run a business of your own. It's because you're not really understood by others. And when you can find that adequate group that can support you, it makes the journey a whole lot easier because you realize that you're not alone, that maybe even your struggles are not because you're flawed. You know, it's not, it doesn't come from that, that you're not messing things up, but rather it's part of, it's the natural process. And it, and just bouncing off ideas can help you, allow you to see things differently. So it's really important to find and connect with yeah. that group of people who can you can resonate with. I love that. And I, you know, I would argue that it took me so long to make the leap, to make changes, to, to grow my business in the beginning, because I was not in those communities and surrounding myself with those people. I was doing courses, but not really fully engaged in those communities. And I think that is the power of, of being surrounded by like-minded people, right? Like they say, what you're, you're the sum of the five people that you, you know, communicate with or, um, connect with the most. And I really do honestly believe that the more we can surround ourselves by people that share, our big audacious dreams and, you know, visions and see that for themselves, I think is inspiring. It's motivating, it's validating. And yeah, we start to disconnect with the feeling of, oh, I'm doing it wrong. It's just mm-hmm. me and really start to see that this is normal yes. and there's different yes. ways to do things. So yeah, yes. I absolutely love that. Yes. Um, yeah. I've really enjoyed this conversation. I, wasn't sure where we were going to head, but I think it's just been really, really powerful um, to hear your experiences, your insights, um, and how, you, you know, you've guided people and yourself through through this journey. And I just know it's going to help so many people. So on that note, if people do want to get in touch with you, Andrea, where can they find you? Um, if anyone's interested in a reading, which I highly, 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 highly recommend, please do it. <laughs> um, where can they go for that or follow you on social media? Uh, the best place to find me on social media is on Instagram. You can find me at andrea.transformationcatalyst. Um, you can find my website, angtransformation.com. You can find how to book a reading. Um, and something that I've recently transitioned to is a sliding scale pricing. So just um, it's really important for me to make my services available to as many um, people as possible. So I price I price it depending on where you are financially, what your economic situation is like. Um, and, and definitely reach out with any questions. I feel like it's, it's really important for us to share our stories in the journey of entrepreneurship, not just to share the success but also 
in a way like the reality of it um yeah because that's what makes it human and that that's what allows and I feel like that our story is what inspires people to maybe um take the next action this year or you know this month maybe that's what they needed that sense of okay they can do it I can do it too not because we are there but because we're in that journey and and we are human and our stories are are relatable and and with the goods and the highs and the lows and the flaws and everything but it's it's that connection yeah so definitely reach out it's about being real right being yes. able to see that it's not pristine on the other side yes. that it's a journey and we're all going through it and I think opening up about our experiences is powerful yes. so I'll link all of your contact information in the show notes as well but um yeah if anybody is even remotely interested in learning more about themselves I think human design is a very powerful tool and um I completely trust Andrea and will vouch for her so she's a great person to connect with um and I think you hold space very, very well. And I've, yeah, I've learned a lot from you and I just am excited to be on this journey next to you as well. So thank, thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Nat. Thank you for thank having you me here. Of course. I'm so glad. Um, yeah. So thank you for everyone that tuned in. I hope this was something that gave you value, that opened your mind, that showed you a different way of doing things and taught you a little bit about yourself. We'll see you all next week for another episode.